right. Anyone have any questions? Larry's going to have some answers for you. Pass them to the center aisle, please. Live and unrehearsed. And as they are coming, I, I, I want to say a little bit more about Robin, if I can, and I can. We've known Robin and Doug for many, many years. Uh, uh, recently, they haven't been here in Arizona, but uh, we still have a phone contact with them. And, uh, and uh, Robin, Robin, Robin has had a challenging go in this life experience. Um, she, she's been blind uh, for, for, what, practically all of her life. And she has had many amputees, uh, amputations, and uh, just had a. Whoever that was, I'm not sure. But anyway, she runs, she sees, she's joyful. Who can be sorrowful over that? So it's been a blessing to know her and Doug and daughter over the years. Okay, let's see what we have this morning. What do we have, Marilyn? Why isn't quiet time quiet? <laughs> Next question, dear. <laughs> oh, it's probably, it told me down a little bit. I'm a little hot. Um, um, it's, it's just a name. I don't know, what would you rather it be called? Uh, it's not a meditation time because we think of a meditation as a longer time, quieting time. Um, um, it, it is what it is right now. Um, it can change, but uh, yeah, there we are. Next. Why do we still sing the Lord's Prayer when it is not unity in concept? We've changed a few words in it, um, in the Lord's Prayer. You realize that we're between a rock and a hard spot, uh, often between such things that are so tradition within, traditional within the Christian church that if we were to change them drastically, we would be uh, uh, tarred and feathered and people would say that you're not Christian and go find some place where things can be better. I would change words, I really would. I would do other things with the Lord's Prayer. Um, and in fact, it is, it, is, it is really doubted by biblical scholars that Jesus ever, ever, ever said those words anyway. Uh, that it was brought in later on, many, many years after translations. But it's one of those things that within Christian settings, within churchy kinds of things, we just are with that kind of opportunity to move with it. So, so roll with it as much as you can. If you have other words you'd like to sing there, feel free. Uh, and. Uh, you're good. Well, there are, it's a variety. Can't quite uh, combine them too right. much. Okay. All right. Why does it seem negative people prosper? Oh, you don't know what's gone on behind and before and within their own concept of things in life. And you are making a judgment on things you don't know the first thing about. You can't see the whole picture in another person's life. Don't do that. Just center again within whose life? Could it be your own? Yeah, that's all you've got to work with anyway. You know, uh, recognize that everything is as it should be and if you don't understand the whys and the wherefores, uh, then just simply relegate that to what you don't understand. But move into how you can understand who you, and what you are to a better and better degree. 
How can I feel other than empty? By acknowledging that you aren't, to start with. By acknowledging that it is impossible for, in truth, you to be empty. You can sense emptiness, but that is only a perception of a lack of attunement to who and what you really are. How you become full is to move within the concept and the idea and the truth that all that God is is full within you right now and to move upon that with times of quieting, silence if you want to, with times of meditation, with times of affirmation, with times of conversation. In other words, read, study, look, listen upon that which is fulfilling and don't give your focus to words like, I am so empty, because that is simply not true. You are not just simply aware right now of the fulfillment of the kingdom that is in you and as you, but it's there. How can I help someone who is angry because of the way a loved one suffered and transitioned? You can't, don't try. Don't try, let them choose anger if they want to. That's their choice. You're not here to fix them. You are here to be who you are. And if they see that you are doing quite well not being angry, then maybe they'll say, well, there's something here for me. Maybe, and I can look at that. But uh, people don't, you know, people won't hear the answer to a question that they aren't asking. And if they aren't asking it, you can just simply climb up the wall trying to tell them something. It won't work. So focus on who? Yourself, maybe, huh? Yeah. What is Unity's stance on spiritual healing um, as opposed to Christian science, uh, not including medical? Unity says, the Charles Fillmore uh, co-founder of Unity is quoted often, as he says, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's sexist language, but that's what it was when he spoke it. You know, go first to God and then to man as God directs. In other words, recognize your God identity. And then uh, there's nothing wrong with going to a physician and getting help and assistance in any way, shape, or form. It's no different than going to the, to, the, to, 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 to the food store to manifest food rather than having to go out in the fields. Use whatever is there to use and be thankful for it. If it's a doctor, fantastic. But don't ever be hard on yourself. What is the difference between manifestation and control? It all depends on where you want that manifestation to take place. Um, you are the expression of the infinite intelligence of pure being, and it is yours to manifest through dream, choice, plan, desire, whatever it is that you can fathom that you want to have in your life. You are not controlling the energy that is around you. You are giving it a focus upon which to materialize, to manifest, if you will. And that is what you're here to do. You're not here to emulate anything else. You're here to dream and plan, and you're here to walk point in the kingdom and uh, to let that energy flow through you. Uh, and if that's control, have a good time doing it. You know, that's what it's for. The church has recently stopped the greeting part of the services because others experience has shown this to be negative, 
a negative feature of a service. What does this say about people today who do not feel comfortable in the church expressing love, joy, and good cheer to others, or even want to meet them? Nothing. Um, we, we change many things as we go along. Uh, don't, put, don't put a judgment on it necessarily. Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't categorize what you think has happened and why. One of the main reasons that we, that we cease doing that wasn't for that reason at all. It was simply a time factor within the Sunday morning service. And to that we said, and we say it often, stick around after the service, mingle, meet, talk, laugh, excite each other in any way that is, that is allowable to the other person. <laughs> and uh, have coffee and enjoy, but stick around and have your happiness. But we did it for a time factor uh, within, within the, uh, uh, and, and we've often said too that, you know, not everybody's gonna like everything you do anyway, are they? No, and so what do you do about that? You do what you do, and that's what we've done. Does unity accept creation or evolution, or both? Both. both. Um, the creation, um, uh, I, I mean, you cannot separate evolution from creation. It's sort of like creation put, put in its DNA, put in the DNA of whatever species we see. The, uh, the, uh, the adjunct to grow and expand and change, to adapt, to be a part of a new culture, to move from the water to the land, to move from, uh, from a, from a, from a lizard-like dinosaur to grow wings and go into the air. So there's, the, there's both. And in, in that, they are uh, equal and they both speak to the same thing. So don't get caught up in, 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 in that Darwin kind of, kind of uh, 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 evolutionary argument within you and sort of just say, well, it is what it is and I'm where I am and, and by golly, I'm going to unfold and grow and be who I am. Why do some people never learn, continue to be nasty and vindictive no matter how old they get? <laughs> and they usually aren't happy campers, are they? <laughs> We all choose. We all choose to be who and what we are. And, you know, God bless them, as they would say, uh, be who and what you are and enjoy it if you can. So let them go. If God is present everywhere, what is God's presence at a time of tragedy? You're looking at a God idea that might need to be brought up to speed, if that is your question. Um, when we say the presence of God is everywhere, we say the essence of pure being, cause, source, energy, is omnipresent, it's spirit, it's, any, it's, it's in you, through you, and as you. Now, you can make the choice to do with it whatever you want to do with it, and that choice always has ramifications. It doesn't make you a bad person in a God sense, because you are created good and God uh, this is anthropomorphic, and I don't like to go there, but you know, God cannot change how God has envisioned you, let's say, in the beginning. You are who you are because of the God idea at the soul and source of who you are. But you can make choices, and in this realm of physicality, it has effects. Um, so in, 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 in your choosing to recognize that, that even in the, in, the, uh, uh, in the greatest disaster, that you can take the essence of your knowledge of who and what you are into that. 
in your mind and into, if it's applicable, your very presence. And if you do that, you can say, well, God is here because I am here and I am seeing the light and I am choosing to focus on goodness. Tell me again what the symbol represents, the flying dove. No. <laughs> There's something at the back, read before you leave this the sanctuary. It's on the left, right by the door. They'll tell you quickly, and I'm not gonna take the time to do that. Okay. Um, if it's in my awareness, is, uh, and one is in my life, is their behavior my creation or is their behavior their creation? You will never be in the presence of anything, anybody, any place, anywhere that on some level of your being, in consciousness now, in consciousness you do not have a vibratory match. Uh, there is no such thing as accident, luck, chance. You are always, and they too are always there. So what is the opportunity? The opportunity then is to hold the high watch. The opportunity is to recognize that you, we, I, we're all in this together, that we have the ability to hold to a focus of who and what we truly are more and more and more, and that focus will vibrationally move outward and make an environment that changes for the better within us. Don't concern yourself with why this happens or not. Just realize that you ultimately, at the core level of who and what you are, you have the ability and you do this consciously or unconsciously, knee-jerk fashion or, or consciously. You do this all the time anyway. But focus and hold the focus in your God identity more and more. Sabbath, what are your thoughts? Sabbath? Sabbath. Sabbath? Mm -hmm. I think you should have one. <laughs> and it's not, it's not, it's not, uh, uh, it's, uh, Sabbath is not a time and, uh, until you set the time. It's, uh, it's not a place until you so signify a place. Traditionally in Christianity, the most of the time we, we celebrate uh, Sunday is that. But you can have a Sabbath time at any point that you want to, a quieting time, an, an introspective time, a time when you might choose to just simply have silence in your, in your life and do different things of reading and whatever. But a Sabbath is a time of restoration and it can happen very quickly in a moment in a day. It can happen very slowly in a most wonderful way as well. But a Sabbath is, again, you set it and you set your time and you enjoy and enter into its truth. Please explain how a person uses the labyrinth to achieve centering process, practice, tradition? It can happen in many ways. The more traditional way is that, and this goes back a long, long time ago, when at the, at the, at the beginning of the labyrinth, you take with you a question or something that is on your, as, as we would say, on your heart, and you move in the knowledge that you are going to receive, that the receiving is you have geared it into this outer experience. Um, the outer experience is not there because it holds it, but you are giving the outer experience the ability to uh, serve as a focus for it happening for you. So you wend your way in slowly 
in as quiet a receptive mode as you possibly can do. And at the center, um, you pause and you give thanks that something has taken place. And you may not feel that something has taken place yet, but there is, you cannot ever ask a question without an answer being given. And then you wend your way slowly back out again into, into your life. And you take with you, even in an unconscious fashion, a fulfilling an answer to what you were seeking. And that has served that for many people. Why do people get sick and how can they get back in the flow of wellness? Well, you, uh, in truth, you are not created to be ill or sick or infirm. That's not, that's not at the core of who and what you are. Now, we can, uh, we, we can either hold that truth so firmly that it is the only point of receptivity in our world, in our life, in the body form we wear. Or we can, we can move off track, so to speak, in consciousness, in thought, in focus. We can go into the many cul-de-sacs of thought and feeling in life and things there that just don't simply um, make much sense. And sometimes they then manifest in an outer way as a form of uh, illness or something that isn't working right. But it's to return again to the truth. I am created by and out of the source of the infinite universe because my source knows not in harmony. It knows not illness. It knows not lack. I therefore claim greater clarity within these truths, within who and what I truly am, and to move upon that reality more and more. As a Bible-based organization, why do you loosely reference the Bible, paraphrasing instead of quoting? You're not going to like my answer. <laughs> in truth, in the ultimate truth of my understanding, you are your own Bible. You have the complete access to the kingdom. We're not even sure that the majority of what is in the Bible was ever truthfully said anyway. It has come down to us, and we have been told that it is the literal word of God from Genesis through the Revelation. And if this is so, things are pretty well messed up if you try and look at each thing being literal and being actually happening. I paraphrase the Bible often, and I put it in words that I know to be true about who and what I am and who and what you are. There are things in there that I know that just, <laughs> if, if they were said the way they are quoted, somebody got off on the wrong side of the bed that morning and they just didn't speak too well of their God identity, or, or they didn't carry it out, or they didn't manifest it, or they didn't give evidence that this is what you should do. Uh, so uh, we are not a Bible-thumping church. We are not a saying, God said, and then quote something from the Old Testament. Probably God didn't have a concept of what was being said if it was off-key. And again, that sounds like an anthropomorphic God, and I don't ever mean to do that. But you're hooked into words sometimes. So that's who we are. How can we stop ageism? Ageism. Ageism? I think it's a new word. Ageism? Ageism. Are you talking about aging to grow old? Huh? Are you? Well, I believe in age. I guess, I guess more and more and more you prime yourself to think young thoughts. 
and that will have an effect. Does this mean you will probably never leave this dimension and move into the non-physical? No, I don't think so. At least not in this stage of our evolution. But, uh, uh, you know, you, you frequent young places. Uh, do things that are happy. How can we turn our fears, anxiety, into something productive? How best can we stay focused on God? By choosing to, there is no other answer to that that makes sense. By choosing to. We can say that we want to do this, but then if we allow our choices to go afar afield because of what others are doing or saying or, or manifesting, then we have to strengthen our choice to be who and what we truly are and to be there, to recognize that anybody can be fearful or joyful. Pick the ones who are joyful and stay away from the ones who are fearful. What was the inspiration to start Unity? Uh, a healing experience within Myrtle Fillmore. Uh, and uh, uh, she, she and Charles were both seekers. And uh, she had a healing experience. She went, to, she went to a lecture. And she came away with maybe one sentence that the lecturer said. And, uh, and that one sentence sort of said, you are a child of God, and you do not inherit sickness. In other words, you are created by and out of the source of the infinite universe. God knows not illness, therefore, you do not have to claim it, kind of thing. And she went away with that, and she <clears throat> let that take her on the wings of the eagle, and she lived in this dimension for many, many years after that. Charles Fillmore was more of a thinker than an emotional feeler, and he had to think his way through that and the logic of it, which he did, and they were a team together. Will there soon be a lesson concerning judgment? I don't know. <laughs> Judge not, lest ye be judged. Shall we take the offering now? Um, don't do it. Remember, you, you keep the carbon copy of every judgment you make. Make sure it's on righteousness, on love, on peace, on acceptance. I don't like the word tolerance, uh, but, but, but acceptance. And if you make a judgment on that, then you're, you know, you're in pretty good shape. My prayer list gets longer every day. I pray for all on my list by name. Can I put all names on a list and pray uh, a group prayer? Sure you can. Sure you can. Um, um, I truly believe that you can, uh, because, because each name on your prayer list has a unique vibratory identification. There's uh, it's sort of like a barcode. You have one. Um, we just don't have a reader for it yet, but you have that which is your identity. And uh, it's like we use the prayer chest. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can collectively uh, recognize that into each of these, of these representative names, I now make the statement, make the affirmation, I now speak the word of truth. Yeah, you can do it that way. How does unity teach us to pray? Affirmative. Prayer, you don't preach, oh God, come and do, as if there is an anthropomorphic God out there somewhere. You give thanks that the fullness of God is in you, through you, and as you 
and you recognize that you are that creation of perfection, and you speak that word uh, with strength, with f, with with uh, uh, with certainty, uh, and 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 with thankfulness. What is the ultimate purpose of life? <laughs> Evolution, growth. Uh, uh, the recognition that the universe, God itself, the idea that is God uh, is forever of itself expanding, growing, unfolding. God, the idea that we think to be God is not static. It's unfolding all by itself quite well. And we will always be a part of that. And uh, we will move in and out of dimensions and in and out of experiences that will enhance that. So there is no ultimate purpose in the thought that you will finally have arrived somewhere. You'll never arrive somewhere. You will always have another mountain to climb, another thought to think. You'll never get it done. You're always in the process. Your thoughts about bringing Muslims into our Christian-founded country? They're here. We've always had them, right? We've, we've always had them. The only thing that I always hope and pray and dream and desire that anybody who moves into, if it's this country, or if they choose wherever else to migrate. My family came from Sweden, uh, my, my grandparents on, on both sides. And when they came, they came to amalgamate themselves into this society to be a part of the country in which they now lived and had their being and moved to the point when my parents, they never even taught me Swedish, which they could have. But this is an English-speaking country, they said. And you will be, they didn't say it, but they evidenced it. So my thought, my hope, my prayer is that whoever comes here comes to assimilate themselves, not necessarily in their belief system with God, but in the society in which they live and to be a part of a productive part of who and what this country is and what we can do for them. What moral principle, value, or spiritual cause would you be willing to be crucified for if you knew with absolute certainty that the purpose for your crucifixion would be realized? There is no purpose in crucifixion. Let's start with that one. That's a bad day when you get up and you're crucified. <laughs> There is no God anywhere who is asking for a crucifixion to take place before something can happen. Do I feel strongly about some things? Yeah, I do. Do I feel strongly enough to perhaps at some point take a stand against some things? Probably, within my, within my life. But there's nothing outside of me that is saying, well, all right, he's done this and now maybe something can happen and be realized. This is only a process that takes place within the unfolding consciousness of the people and where we live. But um, do I feel strongly about some things? Yes, if that answers your question. Is there a meditation service offered on Sunday morning? There is a quieting time in the, uh, a real quieting time, <laughs> okay, in the prayer room off of the, off of the bookstore. Uh, you're free and invited to come in there early on Sunday mornings and have your quiet time and be a part of that. Is that it? That's it.
You did good, thank you. Good day. Well, it's interesting to um, get the pulse of uh, people's thoughts. So, good job, Larry. All right. Uh, it's time now for us to bless and release.